Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. We got a game we are going to, uh, you know, talk about. We got a, a rival guest coming on per se, also a friend of the show. Got a lot of great things to cover tonight, so let's get right into it. Sammy, start me up. Turn up your volume, your volume, because you're about to listen to the Sick Podcast. The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans. He is the baddest man in the NFL. And he just took her to the house. The sickest Tennessee Titans podcast. Sick! It's going to be sick. Welcome back, folks, to another edition of the talk, uh, the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Sharon Van Fels. How are we doing tonight? Doing good. Doing good. Awesome. Had to Nashville talk. Yep. Had to Nashville tomorrow to uh, you know, see League Two in person. Yep. Yep. So I you would you be, better bring uh, that luck, man. I'm telling you right now. Oh yeah, you better bring that luck. Is right. Uh, I don't want. I don't want to waste any time tonight. We got a great show. We're going to start pre- previewing this uh, upcoming uh, bout against the Chargers. So uh, we have a guest to come on today uh, from Locked On Chargers podcast, David Drogemeyer. <laughs> David, how are you doing tonight? Let's bring him in. Hey guys, thanks for uh, the invite. Really appreciate it. Doing very very well. Excited to talk about this matchup and move on from Week One. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, Dave. That's great because that segues right into my first question. Obviously, uh, Chargers fans and Titans fans had to deal with uh, quite an unfortunate way to start off the season. Um, I would say as far as which fan base is more optimistic going into week two, I think it's safe to say Charger fans are probably a little bit uh, closer to the bridge rather than the ledge. Um, like us Titan fans are, we're pretty close to the ledge, but Dave, I guess my question to you is where do you think the Chargers need to improve going into week two? And uh, what part of the, the Titans offensive defense are you looking to exploit? Yeah, so I mean, uh, that's, a, that's a good question. But going into this matchup, it's going to be a very different type of ball game going up against the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, the way they, you know, kind of uh, butter their bread is by running the football. I mean, that starts with King Henry and then Tajay Spears. Like, 
they're going to try to impose their will. And that's kind of what sets up everything for the Tennessee Titans. So obviously the Chargers need to focus on making sure that they get all 11 hats to the football. I mean, it's not going to be one guy that can take Henry down. It's got to be kind of a swarm. It's got to be a, a group effort. Um, that's the only way you're going to be able to uh, you know, corral him. Uh, I think as far as what the Chargers are going to look to exploit, I mean, it's got to be the, the, the pass defense of the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans allowed Derek Carr to average 9.2 yards per attempt, and Chris Olave had eight catches for 112 yards against that secondary, and that secondary is dealing with some injuries, as uh, I understand it. So I think the Chargers ran the ball very effectively against the Miami Dolphins because they were going up against that kind of too-deep shell. Uh, I don't think they're going to see that as much against the Tennessee Titans. I think they're going to be looking to exploit that secondary and, and really try to you know throw it deep and let the bombs away. Now, when you're saying exploit, you know our secondary. Your secondary yeah. didn't have a great day either. I, I mean, Correct. And, and your and your total defense. I think you allowed uh, 563 yards against Miami. I mean, Brian Tannehill is not Tua. We don't have Tyree Kill. We got a right. bum DeAndre Hopkins right now, so we don't know if he's going to be playing. So uh, I think that we, how we attack you guys is through the air as well. I mean, Derrick Henry, Mike Rabel's been saying that the whole week, that, and Tim Kelly's been saying that the whole week, that he needs more touches. They screwed up week one. We all know it. The offense runs still through Derrick Henry. So yeah. I think we're going to try to pound the rock early and often yeah. try to control the clock to keep you guys off the field with Justin Herbert. Um, now, just, just to talk about a little bit with, with your offensive line. you got a great offensive line. We have a yeah. great front seven. What yeah. um, scares you the most from our defense? Is it the edge uh, containing um, Arden Key, who had 11 pressures last week and, and a, a sack and a half? As long as, and the same thing with uh, Danico Autry, he had a sack and a half, and Jeffrey Simmons with a sack. I mean, we got a, we got a ferocious front that's going to try to get after uh, Hubbard. I mean, not Hubbard, uh, Justin Herbert this weekend. So, what do you think? Yeah, sure. I mean, definitely uh, that defensive line is very, very skilled. I'm not as worried about the edges. I mean, Rashawn Slater is an all-pro left tackle yes. in this game. Uh, he locked up Bradley Chubb completely. It's like he wasn't mm -hmm. even there. Um, yep. And, you know, he missed all of last season, but he came back right where he left off and me being one of the most dominant left tackles in the game. So uh, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I'm not worried as much about the left side of the line. For me, it's more about the interior. I mean, the guards are young on this team. Jamari Sawyer and Zion Johnson are both second year players. So if I'm looking at a matchup that I'm not very excited about, it's Jeffrey Simmons in the middle. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons is a, is a dominant football player, a guy that's very good against the run and equally as proficient as a pass rusher. So going up against young guards, I mean, that definitely scares me a little bit. Um, I'm more confident uh, and comfortable with what the tackles are going to be able to produce. I am less confident than what the guards are going to be able to do in the middle i think they'll they'll have some help obviously they have an all pro in the middle with Corey lindsley but some youth and inexperience at the at the guard spots for the chargers since jared took my question i thought of a new one while you were answering his i was going to ask what do you fear most on this defense um but usually you know your answer would have been the same it's going to be that defensive line and uh I'll transition into something a little different you know because there's been some frustration the last few years with uh, mike vrabel the decision he seems to make in games last week, there was a couple questionable ones. The fourth and six um, with two and a half minutes left, we kicked the field goal. We had three timeouts left and the two-minute warning. We could have went for the touchdown. And then if we didn't get it, the Saints would have been backed up. We had the timeouts, the two-minute warning. Um, we felt he was a little passive in that regard. Um, and then sometimes the way he handles things post-game, um, you know, instead of – know really calling it how it is sometimes he'll seem to have blind loyalty to some players like 
Brian Tannehill, which is frustrating. Um, yeah. You know, he did he did put him on blast, you know, later in the week. But, you know, right after the game, it was instead of, you know, our quarterback needs to make better decisions. It's, you know, well, you know, the defense could have picked up their end a little bit, too, to help us get the ball back, which I thought was unfair. And a lot of Titans fans were frustrated by it. I mean, now, the I defense guys, didn't throw three interceptions. Exactly. I mean, that was Brian Tannehill exactly. did that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so my question for you is, is there any frustration? I'm sure there has to be with one. Uh, Brandon Staley, one of my best friends is a Chargers fan. Is there he, any frustration? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he wanted him so far gone from that team midway through last year. Um, and then after the playoff game, he said, this has got to be it. Um, so are you guys just about done with him? Are you thinking it's it's have to make a deep playoff run or he's gone? Um, what's the level of frustration with Chargers fans and their their head coach? I mean, right now, especially after week one and then the way the season ended last year, it's at an all-time high. I mean, Charger fans are jumping. Uh, you said that we're not close to the ledge. You're right, because they already jumped over. All of them, <laughs> It's they're incensed. Like, they're, I, I have not seen it in a long time how angry they are. I mean, it's just it's insane to me. And the thing that people – I mean, the recency bias is so – incredibly strong with this fan base like if they win and they win in convincing fashion then the whole tonality of chargers fandom is going to change and they're going to be in a much better situation if they lose again oh my goodness they're going to be calling for his head i mean they're already calling for his head so to answer your question the chargers absolutely not only have to make it to the playoffs but they have to win in the playoffs and i'm not talking about a single playoff win i'm talking about multiple in order for brandon staley to keep his job at this point honestly i think the charger fans are really just looking for a good defensive performance which they have not seen in a while i think if they do see that that'll kind of get them a little bit closer to warming back up to brandon staley because right now the temperature is not very good for him Dave, um, obviously throughout the, the last day or two, we've heard reports about Austin Eckler has been dealing with some stuff, and he seems to be questionable for Sunday. I don't think they've completely ruled him out just yet, but uh, my question to you is, if we expect the worst on your end and Eckler is not going to be playing, um, you know, what can we expect from this Chargers offense? Do we expect same amount of running do we expect uh who do we expect to see uh what are the different scenarios in place here for chargers offense without mr eckler yeah so first of all with austin uh, along with all the other veterans that are on the team the chargers aren't don't really rule anybody out until the end of the week like they're they're going to give them every opportunity to try to get their body right to go out there and play so uh, i mean I, I think obviously you don't like you know two dnps for your veteran players, but you can't automatically just assume that they're not going to play just because they haven't practiced. I mean, obviously practice is important, but you know, those veteran guys, they know who they are and the team knows who they are. So if they can go, then they'll go. But if Austin Eckler cannot play, then you're going to see uh, Joshua Kelly as the primary running back who he almost had a hundred yards rushing against the Miami Dolphins last week as well. So he's coming off of a very strong season uh, where he ran for over four yards a carry average. Uh, he's continuing that here this year. Um, I think one person you're going to see in addition to Josh Kelly is probably going to be a fourth round pick from last year, Isaiah Spiller. Isaiah Spiller was inactive last week um, because they chose to go with uh, their fourth running back, Elijah Dotson, who's a little bit more of a special teams type of presence, uh, a guy who can be your backup kick returner, punt returner on some special teams units. But uh, I think in this football game, 
you're not going to see as much running. They're not going to have that same commitment to the running game because of the interior strength of the Tennessee Titans defensive line. I mean, they're very, very good against the run. They have been again good against the run last year. I don't think that would be the most effective way. I'm not going to say that they're going to abandon the run completely, but I think they're going to run to set up their shots. I think it's really about marrying the run and pass in this one and setting up their play actions so they can be effective. Now coming into week two, uh, I know it's it's a big thing for you guys. It's a huge game for us, you know, huge game for you. Coming yeah. from the West Coast, to, I would kind of call it the East Coast, um, with with two guys possibly out because uh, Joey Bosa is uh, did not practice for two straight days now, um, so that can hurt your pass rush. Do you have any fear that you guys can literally drop zero and two to start your season uh, in in a very slippery division because you got. Kansas City that could probably uh, slip to zero and two. You got the Raiders can probably uh, you know slip to one and one. You know who knows? But what's your thought on that? I mean, of course. I mean, honestly, guys, on paper, the Chargers should win this football game. I think they're the more talented team on both sides of the ball. But the Chargers don't always show up, and so can they lose? Absolutely, they can lose. I've seen them lose games that they should have won multiple times in the last several years, playing against really bad quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks. It seems like they kind of don't rise to the occasion and handle the, the teams and, and win the games that they're supposed to win. So, yeah, def- there's definitely some trepidation. Um, but going against you know the Tennessee Titans here in this football game, I think the Chargers are going to be pissed off, especially defensively, um, after putting that performance on tape. Uh, and I think that they're going to be motivated to come in here and play some quality football against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, last question I have for you. You know, you guys have a quarterback. You've had one for a very long time. We envy you. We have not had one, it seems like, in forever. Um, just to see oh, your forever, opinion. forever. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Steve McNair. Exactly. Um, how how short do you believe his leash will be on Sunday? Do you think if the Titans get down early that we could see maybe a Malik Willis in that game? If you were a Titans fan, how would you feel about Tannehill and you know? What he had has done for us the last few years, and he has done a lot, but as of late, there's been nothing to show that he still has it. You know what I mean? I don't know if he ever yeah. had it, but it seems like patients are, are wearing thin. So do you think, uh, you know, an outsider's perspective, if he continues to struggle, would you want to move on from him, you know, as well? Absolutely. And I think the, the, the thing for me that's an issue, especially with Ryan Tannehill from what I watched and what I watched in the last game that he played is he holds onto the football too long. It takes him too long to make decisions, and when he does make those throws, they're not accurate. And so when you have a quarterback that is slow to make decisions, you're putting a lot of stress on your wide receivers to get open and stay open and stress on your offensive line. line to continue to block for them. And, you know, that causes, uh, you know, a lot of issues on the offensive side. You, you just can't when you're when plays are determined and based off of timing and you're not getting the ball out and getting it out accurately, then that messes up everything uh, with that play. And then you really just makes it very difficult to be successful. So uh, definitely, if I feel like if the Chargers go up big and, and, you know, it's a 25, 30 point type of lead, I think that the Tennessee Titans should get that move done quickly and kind of transition. So they feel like they can give it to somebody who has potential to make plays and, and and be able to get the ball where it, at least it, where it needs to go. So I can see that happening, um, but we'll see. You know, Mike Vrabel is kind of like Brandon Staley in, in the in the way that they're kind of set in their ways in certain situations. So we will see. We will see what happens. 
Dave, before we let you go, uh, final score prediction for this matchup on Sunday. Yeah, I think I already put this out there, so I got to kind of stick with it. Um, I do th- feel like the, the Chargers are going to be able to throw the ball uh, on the Tennessee Titans, and I just think when we're looking at offense for offense, I, I just don't think the Titans are going to be able to keep up in that respect. So I have uh, a, a score prediction of 34-21, to 21, uh, and I have the Chargers taking this one. Well, I'll tell you what, Dave. If that is the final score, we'll have more hope than we did uh, today because right now it doesn't seem like there's any universe we can score three touchdowns. So um, we're looking to score one. That's what we're looking to do So for now. So let's start there, and uh, we'll, we'll build on that. But, uh, Dave, thanks so much for joining, for joining us tonight. Tell us where we can find your work. Yeah, hey, I appreciate the invite again. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at DrotalkSD. Uh, I am the co-host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We do five audio video shows a week, guys. So we are cranking out content all the time. We're on every audio platform you can imagine and on YouTube and video form as well. Awesome. awesome Dave, man. we wish you the best of luck with all your future endeavors. And uh, maybe we'll link up soon in the future, uh, maybe some playoff bouts at in, in the future between uh, Herbert and Levis or Malik. Uh, should be fun. We got, a lot of, got a lot of young talent in the, in the conference now. So, Absolutely, man. I appreciate the invite and uh, hope we get to do this again. You got it's it. Everybody. Everybody. All right. That was David Grogan. Uh, Grogemeyer, Locked On Chargers Podcast. Thanks for joining with us tonight. And, uh, back to back, know, 34 points, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah defense is doing that. They're, they're capable. They're yeah, capable. They're very, they're, <laughs> they're very capable. And, you know, my dad said it best uh, earlier today. I mean, what team is a better team? We, we make all teams' worries go away. You got a, you, you got a wide receiver that's, that's struggling? All right. You're playing, you'll have the game of your fucking life it's against Tennessee. You're it's on a nine-game nine fucking losing streak? Don't worry. You're playing the Titans. We'll get rid of you. So we'll get rid of that losing streak. Your quarterback's in a coma? Don't worry, you're playing the Titans. Put in the fourth stringer from Marshall. He'll win the fucking game. We so, are. You know. We're the fourth stringer from Liberty, maybe. I don't know. Well, well we have the first. We have the first stringer from Liberty. So let's start. I'm surprised with you didn't say Campbell, Vin. Yeah. Oh no, that's, that's your going, joke. That's been going on for about a year and a half. Now. I won't steal your joke. Yeah, Mary, mother of the blind. We'll get their quarterback. Um, anyway, so let's jump into uh, our our picks for the week. Um, I'm uh, very saddened to tell everyone that not a single one of us got our locks of the week right. In fact, our only losses for the week were our locks of the week. That just goes to show you the NFL stands for no fucking logic. Uh, but let's jump right into it. Vinny, why don't you start us off? What are you looking at this week? What's your top three? All right, Sammy, throw my picks up there. I like the Atlanta Falcons at home against the Green Bay Packers. I think there's going to be a lot of public action on the Packers. They showed out last week, um, but they're also dealing with uh, an injury um, slew with Christian Watson. I don't believe is playing. Aaron Jones had a hamstring. I don't think he's playing. They're on the road. Um, I think this is going to be a game where a lot of people overlook the Falcons. Um, they did ha- they did win Week One, I believe, um, but I don't think anybody thinks anything of them yet. Um, I think the Packers come back down to earth a little bit and lose this game. I think it will be close, but I think the Falcons will cover in a a, a four to seven point victory. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars, excuse me, getting three and a half at home against the um, Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid is phenomenal off a bye. Now, I wouldn't really call this a bye. It's a short bye because I played last Thursday. 
But three and a half points at home is almost too good to be true, it seems like. The Jags are going to have their home opener. Who knows if Kelsey is going to play again? We saw that offense without him. It moves, but not as smoothly as it does when Kelsey is in there. So I'll take the points at home because if they do lose, I don't see it being by more than you know three or four points. So I'll take that three and a half with the Jags at home. And then my lock of the week is the Commanders plus three and a half. Another team I think being overlooked a little bit. They barely beat the Falcons. I mean, um, I'm sorry, the, the, the lowly Arizona Cardinals last week. Nobody's really talking about them, but they have a great defense. And I'm sorry, but I think the Denver Broncos are a joke. I think they're banged up. I think Russell Wilson's over the hill. I think Sean Payton's trying a little too hard right now with his antics you're seeing out of camp and whatnot. I'm just not a fan of the Broncos at all. Jerry Judy might play. I don't think it makes a difference. Also see this being a game where a lot of the public action is on the Broncos um, because they're at home. The commanders, you know, a lot of people don't think they'll be great this year, but they have a good defense, pretty solid head coach, um, some weapons. And I think they win that game outright, to be honest. So that's going to be my lock of the week. Jared. All right, I am going, and I'm I'm all in on the Detroit Lions. I'm gonna tell you that the Motor City, the first time it's been sold out over there in Detroit, home opener against Seattle. Seattle does not scare me at all right now. I think coming off the short, uh, the long, uh, whatever, the extended by, I'm gonna say, I think um, the Lions come in and, and and handle business against uh the um traveling Seahawks, um Eagles tonight as. Uh, you know, I got them minus six and a half. Kirk Cousins is two and 16 in primetime gains. And as we are speaking, the um, Eagles are in the red zone right now. So and I'm going, as we're I'm speaking, it's fourth and goal. So they're kicking a field goal. So they're kicking a field goal. So still, I, right. I'll take the minus right. six and a half. I got, so good. I, I got mini, mini plus seven and a half. So let's, let's pump the brakes need, there, Jared. Okay. I, and I got, I, need, I got the under I, too. So I need, a, I need a little pace here. I need a uh, Jalen Hurts to score a touchdown too. So we'll All see. Right, well, and then we'll uh, my lock of the week over here is the Dallas Cowboys. They're going back to back and they're going to spank both New York teams. Uh, Zach Wilson is not going to do what he did against Buffalo. They're going to go to Dallas, and I think they're just going to get shit housed, in my opinion. So the Cowboys are my lock of the week. Awesome. And uh, just for side reference, Detroit's also getting four and a half. So if you're a little scared about taking that money line, uh, you could play it more safe and take. Scared money don't make money, baby. Absolutely not. But I don't want to let. I don't want anyone to get confused at uh, the line. It's a pick them because it's. Uh, I, I I do think Seattle's going to give them a run for their money. But regardless, uh, for me. Uh, I'm going to go with first Chiefs minus three and a half um, against Jacksonville. Um, I mean, I just think uh, Jacksonville didn't do as great as we expected them to against um, the Colts. I think they let them hang around a little bit. Uh, so I'm not really sold on their you know, team yet. And only giving them three and a half is kind of crazy to me. So uh, I'm going to go with that. Colts plus one and a half. Versus the Houston Texans, um, AR-15 looked much better than Stroud. So to give him a point on the road, I think that's a safe bet. And then my lock of the week, and I know we all were off last week, but given Jimmy G and the Raiders eight and a half points against a very uninspiring uh, Buffalo team is out of this world. So I will take those eight and a half points all day. 
on Las Vegas. And uh, that's it. So, again, like I mentioned, we're 2-1. and one. All three of us are 2-1. and one. Our only losses of the week are our locks of the week. So, hopefully, uh, we can um, make good on that because that was obviously a nightmare if any of you decide to parlay that. Uh, but, uh, we're all on the, we're all on the green right now. Two and one is good. As long as we're, we stay two and one, uh, we're going to make a lot of people some money. So, uh, with that, all that being said, guys, before we wrap up, or is there anything you want to put in there before we, uh, sit back and watch this, uh, Thursday night game? Uh, let's talk game, game picks. Oh, game picks. Ah, uh, the, 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 of course. Yeah, let's, 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 let's talk game picks. Well, what do you think the uh, final score is for this game? Uh, of course. How can I? Well, I'm going to be there, and I'm a rather lucky person. Um, Rowdy it up, baby. Yeah, I'm going to bring uh, the, the disgusting Northeast to beautiful Nashville. I got about 10 buddies coming with me. It's my last hoorah. It's my bachelor party. So um, pray for me. Pray for my friends. Pray for the Chargers, all right? Because we're going to go in there, and we're going to upset them. It's going to be 24 21 Tennessee Titans. Amen. Three touchdowns. Man, real barn burner from our offense. Jarrett? I think they're going to turn it around a little bit. I mean, and if they don't, where's the wire? <laughs> yeah, where's where's the wire? Might as well just do it already. Uh, I'm, I'm, you don't I'm, have taking us, I'm taking us to win this game. It's a Chargers defense. Austin Eckler's not playing. I know Kelly is a great backup. Joey Bosa may not be playing. Like uh, Dave said, that they don't uh, rule out their guys. But I don't care. I like our front. I think they're going to pressure. They're not going to. They're not stupid. Mike Vrabel and Shane Bowen are not stupid. They're not going to hit the edges. They're going to stunt the shit out of the guards in the center, and they're going to get pressure on Herbert all day. Roll them outside the pocket. Who knows? Make a couple of um, interceptions like Ryan Tannehill last year. I mean, last week. I am going twenty-three twenty, an old-fashioned barn burner with Nick Folk kicking the game-winning field goal. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing, especially at home? Uh, but for me. Um, I don't think we're going to win. I'll be honest with you. I do not think we're going to win. I think we're going to lose fairly convincingly. Um, I, I'm sorry to say it. I, I, I started the season off saying I'm going to believe in Ryan Tannehill gives me a re- until he gives me a reason otherwise, and now he's already given me a reason otherwise. So I'm not going to believe in him until he gives me a reason to believe in him again. And unfortunately, that, that belief can't be too high because I know that last Sunday is always a possibility. So with all that being said, I think we're going to lose 27-13. to 13. Um, again, I just, I don't, I don't see it happening. Uh, I think Herbert is going to have a field day with this, with the secondary. I think, um, you know, it's going to get better as the season progresses and we're doing a fantastic job of stopping them from scoring. So I, I do think this defense is elite and they're only going to get better. Uh, but the, we still got to tighten the screws a little bit on, uh, with our pass coverage and it hasn't been great. So, um, that's just my belief. I hope and pray I'm wrong. And um, that's it. That's the bottom line. The Stone Cold says so. So let's uh, wrap up tonight. Um, as always, guys, make sure you like, comment, subscribe, um, share the show, tell your friends about it. We want to hear, comment, whatever you want. Uh, we want to hear from everyone, every single person out there, women, men, everyone. We do not. Um, we don't turn anyone away. We want everyone's opinion. Everyone's opinion is equal on this podcast too, no matter what, uh, no matter what, all, everyone, men and women. All right. So let's get that. No matter what you identify as we accept. No matter what. 
absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to absolutely leave it at that, Ben, as you know. So, uh, as always, guys, I hope everyone has a great night, great day. I'm going to st- stop you for one second well, before you do that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Listen, I know Vin's going to the game on Sunday. We do uh-huh. post-game live coverage of the games and the reactions every Sunday after the game. Me and Sal are going to do it. But if we do win this game, we need you on as a live walking out of that stadium across the pedestrian bridge, going to Broadway to drink your ass off in a celebratory uh, victory. So if it's possible, I need the phone. I need the phone out, walking on the bridge and give me a couple Ric Flairs. That's it. And say, say adios. Well, I can't make uh, any promises because that's going to be the end of a long trip. And, um, you know, who knows what my state of mind will be, but I will, I will do my best. I will do or, my best. Or just live stream as you're jumping into the Cumberland River. One of the Listen, other. Vin, all we need to see you is for 10 seconds. Say, yeah. Let's go and get off. And me and yeah. Sarah, so I'll take it out. That's if we win. Yeah. If we lose, we'll, we'll catch you. We'll catch yeah. you on Tuesday. Fire yeah. to the Hall of Fucking Fame. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i want to watch this game it's been great as always guys i'll say it again i hope everyone has a great week great night great day we'll see you on the flip we'll catch you after this game on sunday against the chargers can't wait for it tighten up sammy send me out and that's a wrap hope you don't miss us too much until next time follow the sick podcast talking titans on youtube instagram facebook Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.